Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, 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 listeners one and all, to Drive Through HR. Uh, it is July 1st, Wednesday, July 1st, and uh, I am your host, Robin Schooling, along with my co-host, Michael Vandervoort. Hello, Michael. Hey, Robin. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you doing? Uh, we've already we've um, already dealt with the weather in our pre-show uh Warm up, so yeah, I'll just I'm, tell you I'm, I'm, here in the I'm ca- hot. I'm here in the Canadian tropics, you know, which is also known as Florida, but we have more Canadians here in the winter anyway, but they're up enjoying their fine summer. And I'm doing good. I uh, It's another crazy week, and, you know, we're just trying to do this Oh Canada week, and I guess today is Canada Day. So it with is all the Canada Canadians, Day. And, uh, have... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I've been um, – I've been grooving on on Canada all week long. You know, we've we've done. Uh, we're halfway through the week. We have uh, O yep. Canada Week here on Drive Through HR, with um, some of our favorite Canadians um, joining us. And today, our our guest gets to be here on the actual Canada Day, which we're going to have him explain we, to us what what that means. We, we yeah, we picked our favorite tin up. I don't know if that's – I don't hope that's not an insult. We used to say that in hockey all the time. And I guess there's a team called the Vancouver Canucks. So we picked one of our favorite Canucks, and he is here with us. Our guest is Tim Baker. Tim, welcome back to Drive Through HR. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks, Michael and Robin. Uh, it's great to be back on the show. Yeah, we were, I, listened to, I listened to the first two shows of this week last night, and uh, Robin was talking to Bonnie Fitzmeyer. And Robin noted the the welcome to be back on that shoe kind of thing, <laughs> and I could definitely hear it in your voice up there in Markham. So, uh, <laughs> can you tell us for the for the <laughs> Toronto for those that may not know exactly where Markham is? Um, Tim, tell tell folks who you are, what you do, introduce yourself to our listeners. I'd be glad to. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, so I'm I'm about thirty minutes north of the city of Toronto, um, kind of the uh, those sort of horseshoe of, of, of cities that are up on the top of Toronto. Uh, I've been up here for, I don't know, 25 years or so. Uh, I'm a certified human resources leader. Uh, I'm currently still an independent HR professional. Uh, I uh, work mostly with startups, small businesses that are in that growth stage. They're in that stage where they're like, hold on a second, we're starting to grow. Uh, Jeff talked about a little bit on yesterday's show where, um, you know, some very forward thinking companies will all of a sudden say, we need in some capacity uh, an HR professional, maybe senior HR professional to partner with us to, uh, to, to enable us to, to grow. And what I mostly do is work on a lot of the foundational uh, pieces to the people side of the business. And a lot of it is around, like Bonnie had said on Monday, uh, compliance, uh, policy, mm-hmm. process. And I'm very focused on processes and efficiency. Uh, it, it, it 
it really tweaks my little bit of OCD when somebody's taking seven <laughs> steps to do something where it could take four. So, and, and so I really enjoy doing that. I've had a quite a, a winding career path. Originally I was in operations management, the hospitality industry. Uh, but a lot of what I focused on was the people side of the businesses. And mm. so I went back to school about 12 years ago and sort of formalized my HR education and designation. And, uh, you know, I've worked a bit here and there, uh, public sector a little bit for a contract, um, worked for a, uh, uh, performance management software company, uh, which you guys both know as Small Improvements, worked with them for yep. about six, seven months, um, mm-hmm. and, and I worked with a small consulting firm. And then after that, I was actually finding it very frustrating finding a role as I started to maybe, let's say, become more seasoned in years. And uh, I, I found that I, I, it seemed like nobody wanted to hire me. And I kind of said, to be quite honest, I kind of said, well, screw that. There's stuff that I want to do, and I'm going to do it on my own. I don't know how that's going to look. And from that point on, I have worked with some great uh, small businesses that are, uh, you know, in healthcare, tech, and uh, most recently uh, am the sort of official or unofficial director of HR for Syndesis Canada. And I've been Mm -hmm. with them since their inception, and it's been fantastic. So that's, in a nutshell, that is who I am and how I came to be where I am. And it involves yeah. other things, too, like the co-organizer of Disrupt HR here in Toronto and, and you know, uh, participating in, in a number of events and stuff like that. Yeah, awesome. So now, you know, one of the, uh, the, one of the questions we're asking our guests this week is um, to tell us, one great thing, and I'm limiting you to one. One great thing about Canada. Well, I I, I know that um, our good friend Kevin W. Grossman would want me to say that it's the band Rush, but I'm not I'm not going to say that. Uh, not that I don't like them, I do. Um, <clears throat> one thing uh, I guess that's maybe interesting or that I like about about Canada is that um, the population of Canada is roughly the same population of the state of California. However, we have a little bit more elbow room. And oh, it's the, yeah. the maple syrup that binds us together. How about that? <laughs> That's my answer. It, 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 you know, it, it, Tim, it's so weird. Um, last night, you had a list running about who was your top 10 Canadian artists. And I called mm. back to you. I think I called Bachman for Overdrive. Oh, yeah. And then this morning on NPR, I heard another story. So the Bachman Turner Overdrive thing, talked to you about it, played trivia last night, and one of the trivia questions was, what what song by Bachman Turner Overdrive did Staples or Office Depot, I don't remember which one of it was, use as their, their commercial theme song, which, of course, was Taking Care of Business. Taking Care of Business, right. Yeah. And then huh. this morning I'm driving in or driving over from, uh, from Lakeland to the Tampa Airport, and I heard that there's a, a global warming that may greatly impact the production of maple syrup, of which 79% of the world's maple syrup comes from Canada. So uh, without even <laughs> thinking about doing these shows, I'm inundated recently with Canadian <laughs> trivia, so not sure why. Hey, I have a question, but before I ask that one, I want to get I, I, just uh, 
the thing I always like to talk to folks about for a minute is their personal life. And you have, uh, in my mind, you have three things that you're very passionate about. One is your movies, Tim's best movies. I forget the hashtag. Yep. Another is grilling, I think cooking. And the third one mm-hmm. is Walter. So just, just walk us through those really fast. Oh, okay. Um, well, <clears throat> I, I don't profess to be a movie expert, but I, uh, you know, and I'm actually very, I'm terrible with actors' names. So if you were to say, you know, say, oh, you know, so-and-so that's in whatever movie, I'd be like, yeah, I need to see a picture. I'm actually really bad at that. Um, but I, uh, my, my best friend and I are, are uh, he's been a movie buff for a long time, and we go down these rabbit holes of some very interesting movies that some are great and some are not great. And uh, so there's that part. But when I see something on, I throw it on, uh, you know, with the hashtag uh, Tim's Movie Classics and just say, like, name yep. it, you know. And, and it's kind of fun, right, because people kind of latch fun. on to, like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that movie. It's so great. Um, the other being uh, I actually originally uh, started uh, – well, of course, when I went to school for hospitality and tourism management, I did a lot of culinary courses. And worked for Four Seasons Hotels for about six years. Mm. And so a lot of my good friends were chefs, and I picked up a lot that I love to cook. I love to cook for other people, um, not the cafeteria that I sometimes run for my kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I really enjoy it, uh, just kind of creating and eating and all that. And And then the third one that you said, Walter, is my dog, and he's – He's a he's a great guy. He uh, he's a handful. He's a, a, a an Aussie Doodle, uh, Australian Shepherd Poodle mix. So he has a lot of the herding and protective instincts that I'm trying mm-hmm. to retrain. But he's he's great. He's just my right hand guy. He's my office mate, mm-hmm. and yeah. So the, yeah. And he survived his uh, he survived his homemade COVID haircut. So. Yeah, he was really good, and the and the groomers when they came when I took him there finally said, uh, "Well, he doesn't look too bad." And I said, "I did it myself." And they're like, "Really? We're we talking about that." That was fun. <laughs> we made it a whole event. I cleared my garage, put some lavender scented air freshener to make it seem like a spa, and the whole bit it was great. <laughs> well, you know, it, and it seems to me that the people I like to hang out and talk to the most on social media are all bonded by kind of those things, movies, dogs, maybe not, uh, maybe not uh, Bachman's River Overdraft. But anyway, thanks for sharing yeah. that with us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A, seri- a, a more serious HR question, if you will, is um, wondered if you could share with us some of the interest, interesting aspects of Canadian <laughs> employment law. Because you guys have things a little bit differently than we do here in the States. Oh, yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of legislation. And then, you know, add on top of that, the, the you know, common law when, uh, you know, cases that sort of set precedent. But it, it's, I've heard people describe the Canadian labor legislation uh, environment as being one of the most complex in the, in the world. And the one, uh, so I talk to a lot of U.S. clients because um, synthesis that I work for, all of our clients are U.S. clients. And so they typically have, will have questions around certain things like vacation time or, or PTO, um, and, uh, you know, things like that that are set, you know, in legislation here. And one of them is, um, and it actually took me a little while to really, 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 really deeply understand uh, when it comes to, when I'm talking to the U.S. clients, they'll say, so how does vacation work there? 
And I said, well, uh-huh. do you want me to teach you how it works, or do you just want me to tell you, give you the sort of Reader's Digest condensed version and just trust me? Because yeah. it can be a long conversation. Um, and, and it is very – because there are minimum entitlements that every employee gets for both vacation time and pay, which are technically separate. And people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. How do you want me to go into this any further? Or, and they're usually like, nope. So um, it's a, it's a unique environment in that there are, and it varies province to province, although they are fairly similar, Uh, fairly similar in, in the, in the sort of the what it's the how, uh, hmm. where, where it starts to get a little bit different. Um, Ontario probably being the most uh, progressive or, or st- I, I don't say like forward thinking necessarily, but um, that there's some interesting details to Canadian labor legislation or, or you know, province to province. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, really, I actually really enjoy that part. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, that's okay. How how does Canada? Um, I, I've never I've never had uh, responsibility for employees in Canada, so um, so I'm I'm an, one of the uninformed. How does mm. how does Canada treat um, sick leave or and or parental leave? And is that mandated? Or how is that handled in Canada? Yeah, there's um, there are legislated leaves of absence um again differing from province to province uh the probably yeah. the one that is the same among all the provinces is is uh pregnancy slash parental leave uh that varies in length um and and that is a um uh an unpaid but job protected leave and there's a okay. number of leaves like that uh that's different than well there are things like emergency sick leave or Okay. compassionate care and, and, and stuff like that. When, and this is where I get into discussions with U.S. clients when they're talking about sick leave. I said, well, do you mean like, because they ask about what's mandatory as far as paid sick days. Well, there aren't right. any necessarily, like it's not legislated like a company has to provide X number of paid sick days. It's really kind of up to the company what they want to offer. And, and a lot of times what I suggest to us clients or to Canadian clients too, is just, just offer a certain number of personal days, just call them personal days. And that way Mm. somebody can take it for whatever they want. And you don't have Mm -hmm. to start into the whole, were they really sick? Do we have to look into this? I don't know if I trust Mm -hmm. this person. Mm -hmm. And it just gets down Mm -hmm. a rabbit hole of why, like why just, just, give them some days that they can use if they just need like a mental health day or they've got an appointment or their kids got something or whatever. So it's, but there are, there are uh, legislated leaves of absence that are, are typically unpaid, but job protected. So you Mm -hmm. you can, you will be coming back to your job in in the majority of the cases. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, um, it's, I, I probably say this every other day to one person or another, but I, I think one of the lessons, I hope one of the lessons that we will have learned um, through this pandemic here in the U.S. is the vulnerability of people who don't have access to um, 
not even paid sick leave, but even just leave in general or job protected leave, um, but you know paid sick leave uh, as well um, because. I, I I couldn't tell you the statistic. I know the statistic is out there, but you know there are a lot of a lot of people working in this country that don't have access through their employer to not only don't they have access to paid sick leave, they don't even have necessarily have access to any sort of paid PTO or vacation time at all. Right. You know, it's truly a, if you're not working, there's no there's no safety net. Um, for people, and you know, it, I, I, yeah. I think we'll have opened up that conversation collectively. Um, I think I think there's the the potential for a number of conversations that can happen, and it's whether employers, I think, uh, take the opportunity to take a step back and look at how they do things, and do they want yeah. to change? Are they going to push to go back to how they were before? And I think that will end up being maybe it will be very difficult for them. Um, yeah, because people are realizing, wait, you know, like, I mean, I know it's not really our topic for today, but you know, hey, I can work from home, and I'm I'm delivering the results. So why do I have to come yep. back to the office? So, yep. but uh, yeah, I'm just going to sure. talk about that tomorrow. I think more. Yeah. Hey, Tim, just a just a, you know, I do a lot of labor relations work, and so in the U.S. we have our National Labor Relations Board, which essentially guides labor policy at the federal level. For all 50 states, there are some states that have different laws that kind of merge with that. But in Canada, it's exactly the opposite, right? The, each province has its own um, labor laws. Do you ever get involved with that, or is that not really in your wheelhouse? And, oh, um, as far as the, you know, the, the, the union, provincial union, labor. Union elections and oh, that kind of stuff, labor um, elections, yeah. I, I have not worked extensively in the in the, in a unionized environment, which is a lot of the public sector uh, organizations. Um, I, I've not been in HR in a, a unionized environment. So I don't have a lot of experience with that. So I tend not to talk a lot about that because I yeah, just, no, I get it. I didn't, you know, I, no, the only was a short, a short, six month or seven month contract with a municipality here who they needed some extra support while she was uh, renegotiating three collective agreements and had a lot on her plate. So, um, but I, yeah. I, I haven't worked a lot in that. And it, part of me kind of hopes that I don't really like, I don't, it's not, it's not really my thing. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with <laughs> you there. So cool. I think Robin probably has another question. Yeah, um, and and just kind of a quick reset. We um, we're uh, just over halfway through the show. We're um, for anyone who has just joined us, we are talking to uh, our friend Tim Baker um, from the north here on O Canada Week, and um, going to dive into really kind of what we wanted to talk about. Um, you know, one of the um, one of the companies that you're working with now, in, in particular, um, is helping companies sort of mitigate the challenges that have arisen with, um, you know, cross-border employment, um, getting folks, um, you know, back and forth uh, from the U.S. to Canada and vice versa. How, you know, what, what's what been happening? How has COVID and, and um, sort of related things impacted companies that, that need need talent or, are, are trying to get people working for them. 
Yeah, it's uh, certainly the last four months has um, offered actually some some interesting challenges, but at the same time opportunities. But some of the opportunities aren't realized by either potential employees or uh, you know the actual companies themselves. So, Syndesis Canada that I've been working with from from their start is a PEO, a professional employment organization. So mm-hmm. they are a Canadian company incorporated here in the Toronto area, and we operate across the country. Uh, we employ Canadians. All ninety eight percent of them are all tech, uh, you know, software engineers, developers, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so they're Canadians here, employed by a Canadian company just that the work that they do day to day are for U S tech companies. So the U S tech company, uh, we basically employ them, not just payroll them, but employ them. And I, you know, manage all of the HR, all of their employment and HR for them. So that's not a new concept that's been around for a while in Canada and the U S but what's happened recently is, and I'm not going to talk a lot about the different types of visas, like the TN visa and the H1B, because I, I don't, deal with the actual immigration part a lot. We have immigration lawyers and stuff to work with that. But what's happening is two things. One, there's a number of people in the U.S. that were immigrants to the U.S. that now they find themselves, they have to leave because they can't get their Mm -hmm. visas renewed or it's going to take a long Mm -hmm. time or or, or what have you. Uh, So they may have to go back to wherever they're from. Canada has a, uh, a program called the Global Talent Stream, and and another and I again the details of it I just kind of jump in on the HR part, but um, yeah. where we're actually we can bring those people to Canada, and then Syndesis employs them and they continue to work remotely for the company in the U.S. So they don't have to gotcha. actually lose their people. Um, gotcha. At the same time we've found a lot of uh, new graduates from a lot of the uh, universities here in Canada, from BC, Calgary, Toronto, um, uh, or in in Ontario that have had, uh, or we're going to have opportunities like co-op job opportunities to go down to Silicon Valley or New York or Boston. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden they're like, and now I can't because I can't cross the border, nor do I really want to. Uh, So they're like, what do I do? And so instead of losing that opportunity, we can step in on more of a temporary basis and say, okay, mm-hmm. let's wait until this all blows over, whenever that is, and mm-hmm. we will employ that person. They can stay here, and they mm-hmm. can uh, work, still do the work do remotely the for you, yep. and we will employ them. Like salary benefits, all, all the as if they were working for a company that was right next door. And yeah. uh, so it's actually been, and it's, we've been trying and myself and, and, and Mark Pavlopoulos, our, our, the CEO, have been doing a lot of work on doing some webinars and more awareness around, Hey, there's opportunities here. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. say all is lost. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've actually had candidates reach out to me and mm. say, um, this looks like a solution, but the company that I was supposed to go down to the U.S. to work for doesn't know about it. What should I tell them? Mm-hmm. So I'll have a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very interesting. I, I think it's very a, interesting. It, it's an interesting business. And, 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 of course, with remote work now being sort of or a lot of the norm in, in a lot of types of jobs, yeah. especially tech and those you can work remotely, now people are saying, well, I can work for that or do work for that uh, Silicon Valley yeah. tech 
you know, a venture back startup and stay in, I don't know, Fort McMurray or whatever. Like it, yeah. it, it, yeah. just, it doesn't matter. So yeah, that's, well, that's in a nutshell. You know, and I was thinking about it, you know, because obviously I knew we were having this conversation, and then with the, um, you know, sort of recent news um, from yesterday of, uh, you know, the potential for Canada to kind of close the border to the U.S. until God knows when, you know, a vaccine comes or we get our crap together, I don't know what. Um, but I, I thought, you know, the T, because I've been, Employed some some folks on TN visas over over time, mm-hmm. and it's usually been a very very easy process, much much easier than an H one B in right. terms of the ability to get that person. Um, you know, it's basically here we're certifying the job. Here's their offer letter. Um, here's some details about it. Falls into this category. The person takes that letter to the to the um, you know the point of entry at the border and shows that and gets a stamp and then they come and they're employed in the u.s right um that ain't that ain't gonna happen <laughs> Cause those, that, yeah put that border entry is gonna be closed even yeah it has it has thrown some challenges into things um you know fortunately canada's got uh you know a program where a certain number of people can can come into the country and and that's where we come in to help with that process, but also to yeah. employ them. Now they commit, that's a little bit different than the, uh, some different scenarios, but where they're, they are, um, oh, what's the term, you know, people of extraordinary skill or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. then we have some obligations back to the Canadian government saying, okay, they've allowed this person to come in that has these skills. Now they have to, um, you know, sort of transfer or, 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 you know, teach some of those skills to the people in our company. Well, this is where I have some, I have to get creative because we employ people all across the country, but the, they don't actually do work for us. They do work for other right. U S tech companies. They don't even, a lot of them don't know each other. So how do we create this teaching environment in a group of people yeah. that, and so I get to put on my big creative hat and start figuring fun, out ways you know? to do it. Yeah, it is actually. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's 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 like ongoing culture creation for these very disparate people who are truly yeah. truly working remotely um, and yeah. doing different things. Um, one, um, we're we're getting close to wrap up time, um, but let me ask you this question: What um, you know? Wh- what's your advice other than reaching out to you? Um, what's your advice for employers? Um, U.S. or Canadian, really, I guess, um, but especially U.S. that that find themselves in this limbo and thinking, um, you know, how do I navigate getting getting talent here in this weird <coughs> now? Yeah, um, you know, one one of the, it's a very general something I can say uh, about that yeah. is that if if the the opportunity to tap into a talent pool that they may not have uh, they may not have realized is available to them being some of the talent pools in Canada um, yeah. they they are accessible because yeah. those people don't necessarily have to move to the US or like even forget 
pandemics and stuff, some people are just like, I'd kind of rather stay in Toronto or I'd rather stay in uh-huh. Vancouver or, and if it's a company where it's tech workers and workers that can work remotely, well, then you can hire those people. It, it we will, we will employ yeah. them on your behalf. So there's a, and that was one of the foresights that uh, the CEO had because he lived in Canada for a number of years. He knows that there are a lot of great engineering schools in Canada and uh, there are some great talent pools that U.S. companies can access. And, you know, these are Canadians that that are looking for work anyway and, and, and they are working for a Canadian company. So they're, their everything stays in Canada, all their taxes, all the, you know, it's not taking mm-hmm. jobs away from anyone or, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. opportunities yeah. are there and all they, all people have to do is reach out to myself or Sandesis or get in touch with us because there's some interesting opportunities and solutions. Cool. And, hey, um, Tim and so, Robin, can I just break in for one second? Sorry. Um, sure. Tim, I've, I've got to go. Mike, we have 60 seconds. <laughs> Good. Thanks for being on Happy Canada Day. I'm signing off. Everyone, take care. Bye. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Bye, Mike. So, Tim, uh, Tim, let our um, let our audience know where they can get a hold of you online. Yeah. LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. Um, best thing that yeah, link uh, just if you Google Tim Baker HR, you'll find all of my. It'll just come up right there. That's the easiest thing to Fantastic. do. Um, Perfect. Sandesis, com as well. Excellent. And um, how, uh, in the next 15 seconds, tell us how you're going to celebrate the rest of uh, Canada Day. More grilling and more beverages. Uh, That's really about it, because I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Excellent. Well, have a beverage for me. Wish I was there to do it with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Robin. Bye, everybody. Bye.